Father, I thank you and praise you for this day, and I pray, Father God, for your anointing and your blessings upon this service and upon your people. Lord, let us today come and rejoice and be glad in you. And Lord, as, uh, Grace, you want to come down and answer? Thing it was a yeti. And Lord, as we come into your house with thanksgiving, Lord God, and with a heart of worship, we come wanting to give to you and to your kingdom, Lord God. And we just thank you and we praise you, Lord, for all the blessings you have given to us, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, that we can give back to you, Lord God, Lord as much as we can, Lord God, because we are giving, loving, caring, kind, gentle people, Lord God, that just love you and want to be in your presence always. And I just thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for this day and for your people that are here today. I pray that you would bless them abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, kids' church today, and then Wednesday, prayer meeting at 7 at the church. Everybody's welcome, young and old, big and small, tall and short. Short and tall, all welcome. Amen? All right, so the kids can be dismissed. There they go. Off to the races, those kids go. Look at them running. Well, I need half of their energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody have a good week. Had a good week. Busy week, as always. Last week I talked about frequencies and which frequencies we are listening to and how frequencies travel through the air and how they can affect you spiritually and physically and how we need to fight our way through the air ways to get to God's frequencies, remember? We got to fight through all of the clatter, all of the noise, all of the jibber-jabber that the enemy has to get to God's frequencies. In Ephesians 6, chapter, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Amen? Even Daniel, a man who God said was highly esteemed, had to do this battle. He battled. Remember when Daniel prayed for 21 days? Because of the battle that was going on in the spiritual realm, he didn't get his answer. But you know, it says the, the angel told Daniel, the minute you opened your mouth, God heard and sent the answer. 
Think about that for a moment. The minute we open our mouth and pray, God hears our prayers. Because he hears the prayers of his people, of his children. Nothing can stop that from God from hearing that. But the answer was held back because of the spiritual forces of evil. The prince of Persia fought against the archangel Gabriel, who had the message for Daniel. And it wasn't until Gabriel came down and met and he had Michael come to give him a hand that he was able to get through. So there is a battle going on in spiritual realm above us right now. And let me tell you, today, we are in one of the greatest spiritual battles this world has ever seen. We are battling, whether or not you know it or not, you are battling. Your spirit is battling against the forces of evil every day. Your spirit that's in you, that's of God, is against the devil. And the devil is against God. And we are on the edge. I mean, we are on the cusp of Christ's return. I can see him now. His saddle is on his white steed. And he's about to come riding over those clouds. His horses are saddled up. They're ready to go. Bits in. Bridles on. All they're waiting for is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to put his foot in his stirrup and to throw his leg up over the other side. That's it. We have to be ready. We have to be ready. Because if we're not ready, then we risk. We risk the chance of being left behind. If you are not ready, and I'm going to tell you, you don't want to be left behind. For what's coming on this earth. And you know, it surprises me what people think when they are surprised about what's actually going on. With hurricanes and with earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and volcanoes and things happening in the heavenlies. I mean, these are all things Jesus told us. We should not be surprised about this one bit. It's all written right down for us. It's all written right there in God's Word. And if you read God's Word, you know what it says. You know that He's warned us, and He's even told us this. He goes, I've told you this ahead of time to warn you. That was from Jesus. There are things happening now. There are signs in the heavens and on earth that the Bible has told us all about. And if I didn't remind you or tell you, then I wouldn't be doing a pretty good job as a watchman or a pastor. Right? That's my job. Because, I mean, like any good pastor, he doesn't want to see one sheep left behind. Not one. Part of my spiritual responsibilities is to make sure you guys are ready. My question to you in your heart of hearts, are you ready? Are you ready? 
I mean, I can tell you all about Jesus. I can warn you all about things that are coming. I can tell you the reason about the Word of God. Until my face turns blue. And I can keep repeating myself. And you trust me, the guys that work for me know that I repeat myself several times. There's a reason why I repeat. Because I want to see you succeed. There's a reason why I repeat. Because I want to see every one of you go to be in the kingdom of God in glory forever. Because this life is short and it's temporal. But eternity is forever. Forever. And ever. And ever. We are but just a flower that blooms one day and the next is gone. Our lives are so short. Think about it. The earth's been around for 6,000 years or more. Been around more than that. It wasn't until God created and formed it, told the waters to part and land to come. Right now, the spirit of the Antichrist is going crazy. The spirit of the Antichrist is all over the globe right now. It's not just in our country with all these riots that are going on. It's all over the world. There are things happening all over the world. It's global. Listen, the devil is like a roaring lion out there right now. He's alive and he's real. And he's out there to kill you and destroy you. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be self-controlled and alert. That's a good lesson for some of us. Being self-controlled. Stay alert. You know, one of the things that Jesus said to his disciples, when he went into the garden of Gethsemane and he prayed, and he prayed, Lord, take this cup from me in droplets of blood came pouring out of his body because of the stress and because of the weight of all the sin of the world that was getting piled on top of him. But he knew he had to fulfill God's plan and God's will. And he said to his disciples, can you just stay awake and pray for me? And even his disciples couldn't stay awake. He came back and he said, can't you just stay awake for one hour? And he tried to wake him up and be alert. But he couldn't. Because they fell back asleep. And finally when they came, that's when the Roman legion, a whole brigade, I don't know what it was, it was a lot of men that came down to get Jesus. That's how afraid they were of Jesus. They sent like a whole brigade. It wasn't just a few men or, or a platoon. It was a lot of them. But we need to stay awake. We need to be alert. We need to have self-control. Because I'm telling you, in this day and age, that could be tough. Having self-control. I see in these riots that are going on, I'd have a hard time having self-control in those riots. Being self-controlled. 
So it says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I'm telling you, he's trying to destroy you. The devil wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to separate you from God. He wants to destroy you, destroy your marriages. He wants to destroy your family, destroying the relationship between you and him. And you're standing with God. He's running absolutely at full speed right now. With all of his fury, the devil is. Because he knows these are the last days. you got to understand, the devil spent more time in the throne room of God than we have in our short lives. He knows the beginning and the end. He was created beautifully, God said. There wasn't another angel created like him. And he started the rebellion in heaven that cast out a third of the angels. Think about that. The devil is doing exactly what he did in heaven as he's doing right now on this earth. And he's created a rebellion against God. And that's what this whole thing is. It boils down to a rebellion against God. That's what this rioting is. That's what's going on across the world We might not see it with our eyes because our eyes only see fleshly until God opens our eyes up to the spiritual realm. We need to be like Elisha when he walks out and he says, I pray that you would open the eyes of my servant, Lord, so that you can see there are more of them with us than there are of them here. We need to open our spiritual eyes to what's really going on. This isn't a rebellion. Just like a rebellion that took place 6,000 years ago when the devil, Lucifer, got kicked out of heaven. He's trying to do it again, but he's trying to do it to you. He deceived a third of the God's heavenly host. He deceived a third of the angels that are in heaven. That's a lot. When I can't count them, there's a multitude of them that you can't count. And he's trying to do it again, but he's trying to do it to God's creation. He's trying to do it to God's children. He's trying to do it to you and to me and to your families and to your children and your grandchildren. That's why we have to stay alert. We have to be self-controlled. Being self-controlled is not wavering from God's word. Being self-controlled is not turning to and fro with every wave of doctrine. Being self-controlled is standing on the word of God and knowing that your sure foundation is rooted and built up in Christ and not letting go. Being self-controlled isn't running off, hearing People that are saying that Christ is coming or hearing witches or whatever is out there, psychics. Not looking to them for answers in your life, but looking to God. Looking to the author and the perfecter of your life. Until this world, the Alpha and the Omega. 
The devil, I'm telling you, is running crazy right now. He knows his time is short. And he's going to unlace all of hell upon you. Every bit of energy, every bit of fury that he has, he's going to release it. He knows what's happening in the world. He knows what's written in the word of God. He knows it. You know that I like prophecy. And I like doing prophetic research of what's going on with the signs and the times. Because I like to relate it and keep up with it so that way I can stay alert. I like to know what's going on in the world so I can say, okay... Well, this is happening here, here, and here. So why does that relate to God's word? What's going on? Where are we on God's timeline? And I'm telling you, there's a few things that we need to keep watch for prophetically. We need to keep watching for Israel to start the third temple on the Temple Mount. They just passed the peace treaty with the UAE. United Arab Emirates. That was huge. That starts, that marks one of the beginnings of the tribulation. So we need, to, we need to look at that. We need to keep our eyes on that. We need to keep our eyes on Israel. And the Bible says to pray for the peace of Israel. So as Christians, we need to pray for the peace of Israel all the time. That should be on your prayer list. Pray that Israel will prosper. Pray that Israel will be on peace. So, but we need to watch for the third temple when it's going to be built. Then we need to watch for the man of lawlessness. And I'll tell you why. Because in, Paul told us in 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, two. You know, he told the church in Thessalonica not to be anxious over the coming of the Lord Jesus. Because they were wondering, they were like, when is all this going to happen? When is the coming of the Lord going to happen again? And they were having anxiety over it. And Paul said, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, and that's the he's talking about the rapture, us being all gathered up. Us being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy report or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you, because I'm going to tell you right now, church, there is teaching out there that says the Lord already came. The Lord already came, that we're living in the millennial reign. Well, if we're living in the millennial reign, my question to them will be, why is there so much turmoil? If this is the millennial reign, there's supposed to be peace and joy and love for a thousand years. There's not supposed to be these wars or rumors of wars. We're supposed to live for like forever in the millennial reign. No sickness, no disease. Why are people dying? That's my question to that teaching. So don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs. 
and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. I want to talk to you a little bit about that word rebellion. We know Satan led the greatest rebellion in heaven. Third of the angels fell. I said that earlier. He's doing it again. But the definition of rebellion is this. It's the act of a violent, it's the act of violent or open resistance to an established government or ruler. It's an act of open resistance to God. It's good versus evil. Listen to some of the synonyms. An uprising, a revolt, an insurrection, mutiny, a revolution, insurgency, a rising, rioting is one of them. What is happening right now that we see rioting? Riot, civil disobedience, unrest, anarchy. We see that on our TVs, church. It's all over the world. It's going all the Look at what's going on in Portland. Look at what's going on in Chicago. Look at what's starting to go on in New York City. All through these big cities. It's not peaceful. I would dare you to go out there and walk across those places wearing a Trump or a MAGA hat. If it's so peaceful. This is what is going on. This is that which... This is that rebellion that Paul is talking about. To me, I mean, I look at this and I think to myself, this is what God let Paul see over 2,000 years ago. Think about that for Bible prophecy. There's a prophecy being fulfilled right now that Paul spoke to about the church in Thessalonians over 2,000 years ago. Sure looks that way to me. So that's why we need to be watching. We need to be watching for the man of lawlessness to rise up out of this rebellion. Right? He's about ready to make his appearance at any moment upon the stage of this world. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or his worship. So that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. That's why there's two things we've got to watch that's coming out of this rioting. We need to look for the man of lawlessness. He will make his stage on the world, and the whole world will see him. Because everybody has the internet now, and everybody has cable TV And everybody pretty much, except for me now, carries around on their smartphones. I went back to a flip phone. But I don't have to see it because I know it's coming. Because the Word of God says it. The other thing is the temple being rebuilt. Do you know I saw a little headline the other day that they took the red heifer? Israel did. And they moved the red heifer to a secure location that nobody knows about. 
Why is that so important? Because they need the red heifer to dedicate the temple, to consecrate the priest. They need the blood of the red heifer to consecrate the priest so that they can be holy, so that they can serve in the temple building. So those, but they just happen. And then, you know, like I said, I preached a while ago, it's, they've been waiting for a pure-blooded red heifer without spot, blemish, without any other color of hair for thousands of years, and now it's coming to pass. And now they have it. You don't think God's timing is perfect? God's timing is perfect. It all he does. Things are happening so fast now, it's hard to keep up with it. Things are going on in our, in our world right now, it's hard to keep up with. You know, it says the heavens and the earth are shaking. Well, you know that our earth's been wobbling back and forth for a while. You know, they, they say it. You can look it up. It's, it's right there on NASA or in science. It's shaking. The earth are shaking. The heavens are shaking. They say that we got all kinds of asteroids coming. Clusters of them, they're saying. There's some that already happened over Japan. They say September 1st is going to be one that's going to pass between the earth and the moon. That's .03 moon distances or whatever away. And they don't know. That's pretty close. And I'm going to tell you what, the Bible prophesies of at least three to four asteroids hitting the earth. It's in the Word. There's things going on right now that are happening throughout the world that are all written down in your Word. It's all there. You know, and it's amazing to watch it. We live in such an amazing time. We have the generation... That's going to see Jesus coming. That is pretty exciting. We're that generation. Where we're going to look up and all of a sudden, there he is. That's awesome. You know how many people, how many prophets, how many people have gone before us that have longed to see this day that we're going to see? Thousands, millions. Every one of the apostles. You know, when Jesus ascended into heaven, they all looked up, and the angel said, why are you looking up? Because they want to see him come back. Because they long for their Savior. They walked with their Savior for three years. They're up there, they're probably up there cheering him on. Go, Jesus, go. It's time, it's time. I can hear the saints looking at God. God, is it time for this? For, for this to be fulfilled? Is it time for you to wrap up the church and bring your bride home? That's why the devil is going crazy. Because he knows his time is short. And he knows that his sentence is going to be served. And you know, he knows what his sentence is. He knows that he's going to be locked up in an abyss For a thousand years. If you knew you are going to be locked up in abyss for a thousand years, wouldn't you try to go out and raise as much hell and bring as many people down with you as you possibly could? That's what he's doing. 
He's trying to cause another rebellion. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to succeed. Because many are going to be deceived. He's going to bring many with him. And just as the devil is out there going crazy, God is out there moving. And he's warning people. And he's speaking to people. And he's giving them the opportunity. Listen, it's time to turn from your wicked ways, he says. It's time to repent. It's time to get right with God. It's time to quit playing around with church in your life. And your family's life. There's not much time left to make a decision to live for God wholeheartedly. With all your strength, all your soul, all your mind. He's telling you that. He's saying, come on. It's time. 1 Peter 5, 9 says, resist him. Who the devil? Resist the devil. Stand firm in the faith. Because you know your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same. Same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. The Bible also tells us, resist the devil and he will flee. You resist the devil and he'll flee. Eventually he'll flee. He might try everything he possibly has in his arsenal to pull you down, but if you resist him long enough, he'll just leave you. And he'll move on to somebody else. You stand your ground with what faith you have, and God himself will make you strong. Remember, if you're a child of God and you have him in your heart, that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. That's what the Bible tells us. You are the church. It's not just this building. Trust me, God has his eyes on places. He loves places. His eye is on his apple, the apple of his eyes on Jerusalem. His name is written on the hills of Jerusalem. Literally written. On the hills. He carved it out with his finger. God does love places. But he loves you. Even more. That's why he put his word in your heart. That's why he calls you the church. We are the temple of God in us. You represent God. Wherever you go, as a child of God, you are his representation. You are his ambassadors. You are his light bearers. We are his light bearers. We carry around the presence of God wherever we go. That's what my wife said when she had that word that God spoke to her, that God's in the midst of her. Right there, right now. Just like he's in the midst of us right now. 
And he knows every word we're going to say before we even say it. And if you stand your ground, then the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Because why? Because Jesus already defeated them. Jesus defeated the devil at the cross. And then he went down and he tormented the devil for three days in hell. And he rose again, carrying the keys from hell. Think about that. That's like somebody going in your house, taking over your house, and taking the keys of your house, and telling you to sit down and shut up. You're going to do it my way. This is my house now. That's what Jesus did to the devil. He told him, sit down, shut up. You are defeated. You were defeated in the garden. I'm defeating you now once and for all that you will no longer have power and authority over my people. And then he took the keys from him out of his hands, and then he hung them up in his dad's house in the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus did. And that's, he gave, then he turned around and he said, All authority that was been given to me on heaven and earth, I give to you. He turned around and he told his disciples that. So when the enemy does come and running at you with everything he's got, you just stand firm. And he'll just bounce off you. You just stand your ground. You say, who are you? What are you trying to do? Get out of here. You've been defeated. Our Lord defeated you thousands of years ago, 2,000 years ago. You're still defeated. Get out of here. You stand your ground. You hold on to that garment of Jesus. Because I'm telling you, when he comes and you feel the presence of God rise up in you, it'll be like that woman who grabbed out to Jesus' garment and was healed. And then Jesus turned around and said, "Where? Who touched me? Who touched me? I felt power leave my body. Who touched me? And then he found that woman in the crowd. I'm telling you, when you feel like the gates of hell are coming up against you, you just hold on to the hem of Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you, he's going to feel the power, leave his body, and he's going to turn around looking for you. Who had the faith to touch me? Who had the faith to reach out and stand firm against the devil? Who is it? Oh, there you are. And it doesn't matter where you are at across this whole world. He'll find you. And he'll say, your faith has made you well. Woman or man of God, it doesn't care where you're at. I want to read to you Psalms 139, verses 7 through 18. It says this. It says, where could I go from your spirit? Where could I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, 
You are there. In one version of the Bible, it says, if I make my bed in hell, you are there, Lord. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Think about that. It don't matter how dark or how bad of a place you've been or how dark your mind can be or how dark your spirit can be. There is no darkness dark enough where God's light can't shine through. Like the noonday. Isn't that powerful? It says, for you created my inmost being. You know, I, I like this. Because who do we think we are? When God created us, who do you think we are? When we raise up a rebellion against him. When God can snuff us out like that with a word. Do you know that's what it said that's going to happen to the devil? With a word, he will be defeated. With a word. That's how powerful God is. When he's not done, when he's, when he's ready to play, he's not going to play. He doesn't even have to lift a finger. All he has to do is speak a word. And the devil will be vanquished for a thousand years in the abyss. How powerful is God? And you think to ourselves, in all my strength, in all my might, in all my flesh, who am I? Who am I? I'm nothing compared to God. I'm nothing. My life is nothing. If it isn't for Jesus, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Think about that. God has all the days of your life written down in a book. All the days, from the beginning to the end. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb. You were written in God's book. Your life was written out. Before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Where I too count them. They would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. When I awake, I am still with you. David knew his God and creator. And he knew the awesomeness of God. 
If we can just get a glimpse of that, just a little bit of that in our own spirits, in our own minds, in our own flesh. I mean, it's possible, because look at David was a man in the flesh. Had flesh and bone just like us. No different. He had faults, but he had a heart after God. And if he was around King David, he'll be around you. Listen, everything that's going on right now with all of the devil's rebellion that's going on right now, we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear if we're his, right? We have nothing to fear, nothing to hide if we're God's. If we've given our life over to God, then we have nothing but to look forward to than everlasting life. But if we haven't, then we have to look forward to everlasting condemnation or damnation. Those two choices, what it really boils down to. You get a choice for life or you get a choice for death. But we choose. Each one of us here has to choose. And I'm going to tell you, what I see going on in the world right now, what I see going on in the, in the Word, what the Word says, that we're close to His coming. And we don't want to fall short. Amen? That's why we need to get our lives right with God. There's no time to waste anymore. We don't have time to waste. God's coming. And we're going or we're staying. <laughs> I pray that every one of us goes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you. I'm going to close. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for this day. I pray, Lord God, for your word. Lord God, that, Lord, anything that I've said that's not of you would fall away to the wayside. But whatever i said that's of you, Lord God, I pray that it would be in our hearts. We would hide it in our hearts, Lord God. And that, Lord, we would stand on your word in faith, knowing, Lord God, that you love us and your will is not for one to perish, but, Lord, for every one of us to be saved and be with you. That's your will. Let us not be deceived by the enemy, Lord God, but let us rise above the clouds and the fury of the enemy to your kingdom, Lord God. Let us rise above. Lord, give us the strength we need to fight the battles every day. Cover us and protect us, Lord, with your armor, Lord God. As we go out from, your, from this building, let us, let us believe that we're ambassadors. Each one of us here is an ambassador, has a high calling to carry to carry the light of you around to a dark world. Lord, help us to do that and help us to live good lives. Lord God, I pray and I thank you, Lord, for this day. In Jesus' name, amen.